Good day. Welcome here to sportsdesk.ie. I'm Darren Kelly, and it's time for the Fair Green, our weekly feature with a past or present player looking at their career so far, their hopes for the future, and then they get to make or break lifelong friendships when they name their fantastic form. Well, our guest this week is quite simply the most outstanding fullback of the noughties in the early teenies, part of the glorious Wexford team that worked their way up the ladder to win four All-Ireland titles between 2007 and 2012. Her accomplishments were marked with six All-Stars as well, and delighted to have her on the show. This week's guest is Catherine O'Loughlin from Wexford. And first, Catherine, welcome to the Fair Green. Thanks, Darren. Thanks for having me. Catherine, it's nearly a decade now, nine years exactly, since the end of that run for that Wexford team. Now that we talk, what goes through your mind first when you think back at that time? I suppose at the time, yeah, you kind of think that, I suppose you kind of get you'll never forget kind of those great years but and but before you know it as you say nine years have passed and it's hard to believe that that the nine years have gone by but um I suppose you'll always have the memories but it's um it's just hard to believe time moves on so quickly and and it was hard to believe it was that many years ago since the award purple and gold at the time, like you were the dominant team in the country without a shadow of a doubt, three national leagues in that period as well. But I suppose for the county itself, before we go back and talk about yourself, the signs now that a new generation are starting to come through. There's a lot of similarities from uh, where the current crop are to when you started off back before the success came as well. How confident would you be that this group coming through in Wexford can go and get back challenging for the top titles? Oh, it's fantastic that the juniors won the All-Ireland there a few weeks back. It's a great boost for the county. Just shows like there is potential within the, the county. We just have to nourish it now and and make sure we bring the girls along. But um, the county board will put measures in place that that, that will happen. Um, but there is definitely, you'd see within the, the club teams, within the county, that there is potential there. So I can definitely see Wexford on the rise in the coming years. It was great to see them back in an All-Ireland quarter-final this year and no doubt they'll be aiming to go much further uh, in 2022. Uh, 2022 will be the 10th anniversary since the last All-Ireland success. But let's go back to the very start of your journey with Wexford first. We'll talk about the club before the end of the show. And just, Catherine, Camogie first, the influences that got you involved and how did you get started playing the game? I actually was, uh, I only started playing when I was about nine years old. And, and the reason I, why I started was because a cousin of mine um, started playing and I just, everything she did, I wanted to do. So then she went to training. So I went to training and I got the love of it. And then um, once I got in, then I really enjoyed it. And then once I got better at it, the more I enjoyed it. And that's kind of how it, how my road started. I suppose with, I had great support from my family, especially my parents. To bring me to train the matches anywhere I asked, or so that that was a great help. It was pretty much for Camogie as regards to sport. It was love at first sight. There was no other kind of sports challenging for your time during that period. Not really. No. Um, well, I did. I played Gaelic football at club level, and enjoyed that because there was, I suppose, less pressure playing that um, with county or with sorry with Camogie. You um, were expected to. I suppose perform well in games, whereas in in the football there wasn't that pressure on your shoulders. So I kind of enjoyed that as a, I suppose a, another outlet of sport. But apart from that, I never really, uh, I suppose I didn't I I uh, take up any other sport in regards. As you mentioned, starting Camogie at nine, sure, it, it, I suppose it moved very, very quickly, your Camogie career, because 
I don't think it was too much longer after that before you were catching the attention of um, scouts and inter-county panels in Wexford. Yeah, um, yeah, I suppose I, I kind of climbed the ladder. I suppose nowadays the stars so young. Now they're, they're you know, they'll be playing four and five, like, so nine seems a bit old, but... Um, but it still it took me a few years to kind of, I, I would have kind of just made, made the under 14 county panel, but wouldn't have made the team. And even under 60, and then I suppose I kind of start making the team. So kind of then, so it kind of took me nearly to that kind of age group to kind of, um, I suppose, start to make the breakthrough then. And then after that, then I suppose then I was able to get onto the, the junior county teams and then the senior and what a journey it was. Well, I've picked out four years in particular that I'm going to look at when we chat. And the first one is 2000 because, and correct me if I'm wrong, just with Wexford first, I want to talk about school as well. With the Leinster under 16 success, it's the first uh, fic, uh, t- silverware I have noted here. You know, it probably was something beforehand as well. Would that have been one of the first titles you won were on the purple and gold? With the Leinster under, Leinster under 16 in yeah, 2000. Yeah. Yes, yeah, would have, yeah, that would have been my first, I suppose, taste of, um, I suppose, success, um, and and we would have got to the um, All Ireland too, I think, in the under under sixteen, I think, but we we lost out there. There was a nice groovy coming together at the time. Was there a feeling, even as young as you were, that, you know, like there's a great tradition for hurling in Camogie and Wexford. And in the 90s, Wexford were challenging for All-Ireland titles, if not succeeding in Camogie. But um, there was a good groovy there at the time. Was there a feeling at the time that, you know, you could be onto something here? Or was it too early to see that? I suppose when you're kind of that age, you don't kind of... I suppose look to the future that much you kind of just play in the moment but like we would have I suppose as you said probably would have been a core and I suppose um, like Clash Breed was the school I attended there would have been a, I suppose a core of um, really good players there that would have played county as well so I suppose at the time I wouldn't have thought well well obviously it was, it was always our dream to get to Co Park and win in All-Ireland but I suppose we never, I suppose at that age, I, I, I probably never thought of that was going to happen quickly as it did. Clash de Breed, you mentioned there as well. And that was my other part for 2000 as well, because that was your first school title, a junior win over Sea Mountain, Confara, 3 5 to, to 8 points. Uh, that was the start of a great run. Um, you know, how important was that in your career to, to enjoy success? Like you've won a Leinster title reaching all Ireland with the county, but of course with school, you're in with friends, you're in with people that you've pretty much grown up with or are known a good period of time. How important was that success in your development? Oh, it was, it was hugely important. I suppose it just kind of showed to us that like if we put in the work and the hard training, that we will reap the rewards. Um, and I suppose we'd been playing along, like you would have had the likes of Mary Lacey, Ursula Jacob and Deirdre Cod. And who would have played along up into senior level as well. So it definitely, I suppose, as you say, kind of set the foundation of kind of the sky was the limit with us. That if uh, if we did the hard work, we could achieve anything. Eagle-eyed viewers would have taken notes because you went on. I don't know if you played in all three of them, but you went on to win three senior titles as well. You mentioned Ursula to Kira O'Connor. I think was a captain of one of those teams as well. And by the time the school days were over, Catherine, you know there was a good crew of Camogie players coming out of school. Yeah, knew there was a good crew of Camogie players outside of that involved with the county as well. And I suppose as we reflect now, it was all knitting together nicely. 
Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, um, I had just left left school when the, the the year after I left school, they won the first senior, and then they won. <laughs> so I was I was bit how luck there, um, but and then they won consecutive seniors, which is great. But like as you say, that that group of players, and then it was it was bringing up more players behind them, like so. As the same goes, success breeds success, and that's kind of what was what was happening with that, that group of girls. Wasn't too long before you were back playing with them again, anyway. Even if you missed out in those years as well, because with Galen performances for Leinster and Wexford, gradually getting more competitive, championship by championship, you're moving up the ladder. You um you won a junior Galen no one, and I believe you went into the Wexford junior panel a few years later. Yeah, um, got to play, I suppose, in the junior county team, which was which was a um, a great achievement because we always kind of striving to get onto the junior and then eventually the senior. So to get onto that then was, I suppose, it was a great boost for me. Regarding, um, like we talked about how you started the game, but regards how about a hero's inspirations because you would have grown up, I suppose, seen Wexford, Camogie, of course, the men, of course, in 1996 can't be forgotten, but I think Wexford, Camogie were in the All-Ireland Final in 1994 as well. So no doubt there was heroes as you grew a love for the game from both of those teams that you aspired to match Dave Dunn or even surpass. Yeah, I suppose kind of growing up along um, when I suppose to like the 96 team, I suppose would have had inspiration on us. Like um, I, back then, I suppose there wasn't, even though there was plenty of women playing sport, it wasn't as, I suppose, advertised as it is now, which is fantastic that young girls aspire to female athletes. Um, whereas I suppose back then it was kind of, there was more, I suppose, um, I suppose for the, the hurling, so you kind of maybe um, aspire to some of the hurlers because I suppose we would have been quite young, like when when they won the All Ireland. So you did really sit in your your memory. Even when we all remember the dancing at the crossroads in nineteen ninety six. Would um would given you the would you believe at the time that you could get there? Or like I know you were saying Iran that you wanted to get to Crow Park at some stage, but would that even reinforce it as young as you were at the time? And I know we're we're going backwards and forwards here regards timelines. Would that have driven home the dream more that you want to be in Crow Park? You want to have that memory as well, representing your county on the biggest day of the year. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I remember going to the that All Ireland and, and coming home, and as I'd say it must have been probably. I was probably 12 at the time. Um, I was probably, I think it was midnight by the time we actually got home. And I remember getting the ball and the hurl out and poking out against the wall. Like it was just, I suppose, you were just, the excitement was kind of still in your, your body. Like I've actually, after seeing, I suppose, your heroes winning All-Ireland. And, and that's what I aspire to do. To, and even to, even at the time you were used to be allowed down onto the, the sacred ground. So I remember going down onto the pitch after the Isle Ireland to join the, I suppose, the crowd after the winning. And even to pick, I remember picking up a piece of grass and putting it in my pocket and bringing it home and, and thinking this was, this was definitely somewhere where I was going to play someday. Needless to say, that piece of grass got washed and dried many times in my pocket. <laughs> Because <laughs> I, I can't remember, was it Ursula Kate who said that it's something similar as well when they're that young too? It's, it's like because that was like for Wexford Gaelic Games, full stop. That was a, a glorious moment as well. And of course, you could argue inspired the generation that G would be that would go on to achieve further success a decade later. Yes, yeah, I know that definitely did. All right, um, 
sure when they would have been coming around to schools and everything, it was just a, a great boost. And the county was just in the high after that. I suppose we hadn't kind of, I suppose, ex- experienced any kind of that success at the, the Camogie. They hadn't won all Ireland's for a few years. So to, so um, the hurl, when the hurls won that, then that really kind of just lifted everyone from young and old. The second year we're going looking at is 2005 and another couple of landmark moments in this. First, of course, you finished up in Closh Breed. You were in college now um, studying engineering in UCD as well and again got involved with Camogie as well and, and a pretty much successful run representing UCD. Yeah, UCD was it was the a great. We had a great camogie team and, and great camaraderie. Now we got to with the four years I was in college, we got to the four All Irelands and we we lost the four All Irelands, which was just unfortunate. But um, it was a great group of girls and it was fantastic because you got to play with different players from different counties, like like Sabrina Buckley from Cork, and you know players that you wouldn't have kind of as was got to play alongside. No, but of course, as you mentioned there, like, of course, opening your eyes up to and, and getting to play with new people and new experiences and new friendships as well. Of course, there was one or two familiar faces. I believe Mary Lacey was in UCD, which is well. And I suppose, if anything, that just helped to continue building friendships moving forward. That's right. Yeah, I would have played alongside Mary as well in college and as the other girls from other counties. Um, so I suppose we would build a, a strong bond there. But yeah, no, we um I think I think Mary actually had success winning Ashburns then after after I had left. That's like the second story we're hearing at this stage now as well. It had to be third time. Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be the luckiest. I, I, that's why I don't pay the lotto too often. You definitely earned, earned your look back since. But I'd still, I'd still fancy your chances if you picked up a lotto ticket. <laughs> um, <laughs> You mentioned Mary, Mary's. Well, of course, the reason I'm talking about 2005 in particular, that was the one you were player at the tournament. Your performances were consistent and excellent over the few games as well. And you stood out even in the final despite defeat too. But with Mary involved there as well, was there any kind of feeling at the time that the two of you were about to form the bedrock of a, a determined defence was going to go on and achieve further success? Well, I suppose we would have been playing um, county together at that stage anyway, even when we were in college. Um, and we would have been playing, I suppose, alongside each other. So um, I suppose in regards to kind of knowing that we're going to be consistent on the team, well, um, Mary, I suppose, probably was going to be consistent. She was probably possibly the best centre-back in in the country. So, yeah, no, we, we definitely, I suppose, playing alongside each other in UCD and then also along county, I suppose, help us to have a kind of a strong connection on the pitch. As frustrating as it was not to have success yourself in the Ashburn Cup with UCD, I know it's a consolation in one way, but it must have given you great heart too when you were player of the tournament in 2005. Your performances were consistent, they were excellent as well, a deserving winner too. And does that soften the blow at times when you are acknowledged for your displays? Oh, definitely. Look, to be honest, that's one of the awards I I, I highly admire is actually that, that particular award because... I suppose it, it probably would have, I suppose, came from my peers um, in regards to um, being the best player in, in the tournament. It was, it was, a, it was, it was a, a lovely surprise to get and um, it, it stands up there with the All-Stars that I already have. And speaking of All-Stars as well, would I be right in saying 2005 was the year you broke into the Wexford senior team? 
Possibly was, yeah. I don't know the exact dates off by hand, but yeah, I'd say it is. And of course, again, it was just a year, I suppose, performances. Everything was gelling nicely for yourself on a personal level too, or even if success on the team environment wasn't quite coming yet. At the end of the year, you picked up the first of your six All-Star Awards. Was that a bit of a shock to the system at the time? It definitely was. Let's be honest, the first time um, to win that uh, prestigious award is just a, it's a fantastic achievement because you just kind of, you play the sport that you love and you, you don't kind of, I suppose... I suppose not that you don't want it, but you don't kind of think that you deserve kind of to get any particular uh, extra recognition for it. But it's always nice after a, a hard year, whether you win or lose, to actually get that recognition at the end of the year for all the hard work you would put in. There must be a feeling among some of you, if not the whole panel at the time, that you are making progress and, and you're starting to mix this with the top table. Like we talked about playing with the Wiener Buckleys in Cork. Of course, you're going to all-star events. There was a few players that have won all-stars uh, from the team before yourself as well too. Oh, six, bar um, a senior Galen with Leinster with a side. But coming into 2007, while most of the country didn't know much about you, if they weren't watching closely, you must have felt that you were getting very, very close. I would have, I suppose, kind of leading up to 2007, the previous years, we would have always, like, Tipperary we were kind of the team to beat at, at the time, too, and, and Corp, um, um, and we would have always kind of been there or there about, but we just couldn't kind of get over the line at the semi-final stage. Um, so I suppose kind of when we got to 2007 then and we had new management and Stella sit on board and her management behind her, I suppose we kind of just regrouped and kind of got more focused and we, we knew that we had the potential. It's just if we, we all kind of put our minds together, we could actually do it. How important was someone like Stella Senna coming into the team? Because she had suffered the pain playing in the 90s as well. And um, she was obviously there to get you over the line too, especially as you mentioned there, you get into an All-Ireland final. You're up against a core team that I think were in every All-Ireland final in the millennium so far as well. And you know, it's a big occasion because now finally you're in Crow Park representing Wexford in an All-Ireland senior final day. Oh yeah, look, it was it was, it was great to have Stella there. As, as you say, she had the, the experience of being there before and kind of knew what it, it, it took to actually win in All Ireland, um, and and the heartbreaks that go with it. So I suppose when we did regroup in two thousand and seven, and she had her new management, we were able to um, once we kind of had I suppose everyone kind of singing from the same hymn sheet, and then we started winning games and consistently, and our confidence grew. We knew that there was kind of nothing was going to stop us we, we believed we, I suppose that year we kind of had belief that we actually could do it other years we would have got close but mightn't believe we could do it as such but I think 2007 we actually believed we actually could get over the line He looked like a team that playing in Crow Park didn't bother you of course you have a perfect record in Crow Park as well it has to be said four wins out 4-2 was there a big Crow Park factor what was it really like leading into it like before you got in the field to play no doubt the butterflies were there no doubt the nerves were there as well but going there didn't seem to intimidate you no, I suppose the fact that you're you're allowed up to Crow Park the week before and kind of you get to see the dress rooms and you get to walk 
out on, around the perimeter of the pitch and just kind of get a feel for the stadium. We were very prepared as both mentally, kind of we knew what was exactly what was going to happen with the preparation. So it was kind of, we knew we had all the hard work done in the training on the pitch and we knew kind of what was the going to be the schedule for the day. So I suppose it was just kind of, I don't know, I, 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 there was definitely nerves. I, I mean, might look confident, but I can guarantee you there was definitely nerves. But um, nerves is always a good sign. It's just knowing, I suppose, how to control them. But once we got, st- once the, the ball was thrown in, we got stuck into what we, we love doing. I think it kind of just, the, the nerves kind of eased. Would you go out there, like, do you have to mainly focus on doing your own job correctly or like with Mags behind you and Mary in front of you, are you constantly communicating as a defensive unit too to make sure that opposing, because you were up against some very strong attacks in the four finals that didn't really get that much on, on you over the four games. Yes, Cork might got a few goals in 12, but other than that, like, you know, you did keep the um, concession rate low. Yeah, no, to be honest, we, we, we had a very strong back line and full back line, half back line, and especially with Mags in the goal doing uh, plenty of shouting at us and give us directions. Um, no, I suppose we were we were consistently solid throughout throughout those years. So, um, and I would at time I suppose a goal did go in, and we would have been hugely disappointed. But I suppose that's the, that's the, the aim of being in a back is to to stop your your forward from scoring. So that was what we were trying our best to do. And you certainly did that as well. By my note here, I think you could see the three points over the four finals as well. And like, was as you said to me earlier on, was that you did your talking and did you roar like Mags as well? Or did you do your talking on the pitch and make sure that the opposing full forwards and you're up against some impressive names didn't get looking? Oh, look, to be honest, we all kind of would have had to do our own kind of um, encouragement on, on the pitch. And I suppose guidance because there would be plenty of running off the ball and also there was going to be plenty of shouting at, at our players to kind of pick up players but um, we all would have had to kind of pull together and just be a solid unit in order to, to stop the, the points being conceded Final whistle 2007 Wexford the dream has been achieved all Ireland champions tell me about it Oh, it's just, it was just, I suppose, look, to be honest, we had never experienced anything like it before in our lives. So it was just, it was just fantastic. And like that, uh, the supporters actually were, got down onto the pitch and that just, I suppose, amplified it. Just the, the feeling of um, overwhelmment of the All-Ireland um, to be, you know, to be, be carried on, on shoulders across the pitch and, it was just fantastic. Like we was just we'd never experienced anything like that before, and even even the the the, the celebrations afterwards, the homecoming and everything. It was just it, it was fantastic. Oh, I've no like with the homecoming as well. I've no doubt because like we're talking a thirty-two year wait for the county as well, and a county that from my experience following Camogie or even hurling for that matter have always got behind their county teams as well. Like that was only probably the start of a journey of a couple of days that will live in your life forever oh yeah without a doubt look to be honest Wexford had been starved of success in from the Harland side as well so like any kind of success the county was really going to get behind and the fact that we hadn't won a camogie all Ireland in so long and over 30 years just um, amplified it too but definitely the, the, the Wexford supporters were like an extra the, a player up in Crow Park on that day. 
after all seven, I suppose after all the celebrations, there is the inevitable metaphorical hangover as such. <laughs> 2008 and 2009, I've gotten different theories from different members of your team on this. How do you sum it up? Because needless to say, you underperformed. Needless to say, you weren't back in Crow Park for a couple of years. And uh, I remember, I think it was in 2009, and, and things didn't look good. I think you lost to Cork in that semi-final. And, and um, you'd be wor- was there a worry that you were never going to get back there again? Uh, to be honest, look, after 2007, we we really enjoyed, I suppose, the celebrations and we it probably kind of struggled a little bit too long in 2008, which affected our performance. And then 2009, um, I suppose there was kind of this kind of pressure on us to kind of get back up. We won it all Ireland in 2007 and maybe that kind of got to some of the players and, and we just kind of, I suppose, just the... I don't know. I don't particularly can't put my finger on it, but like we probably didn't gel as well as we did in 2007, and that's why in 2009 then we 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 lost out then to Cork in the in the semi final. But we still knew we, like we had so much potential, but just just was something there was something missing like. JJ Doyle was the man to come in. But before I ask you about him, I remember walking into, I think it was Belfield in 2011, and I picked up one of my favourite books I've ever read, I Got a Feeling. Yes. Um, it's a fantastic tale of, of commitment that goes behind the Wexford team. And thankfully for yourselves, it was, it, the story told a successful year as well as you got back on top of the mountain. Oh, I definitely did. It was, it was um, it's a great book to have and, and to have in, in years to come to look back on. Of different stories of from your 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 teammates and everything, um, no, it's definitely what it's one. It's a book to cherish for us. When JJ came in, I know probably some didn't know much about him at the time too. As well, did he just bring a freshness to the setup too? Did he help you refocus the minds as well? Because I have to say, if you were taking the four years out, the most focused you looked was twenty ten because you looked like a team on a mission, and that's the way you played the whole year. Yeah, I suppose. Look at. We were very disappointed in 2008, even though we probably didn't deserve kind of to to win anything. I suppose we, after our celebrations, probably struggled too much long in 2008. But 2009, we were really gutted now when we lost out to, to Cork in the, the semi-final. And I suppose that kind of soreness kind of still was, di- was still there with us um, at the end of the year when we re- regrouped. And um, we met JJ, so it was kind of as leading into 2010. Then we just we just wanted to to get back up onto the the winning wagon again, as such, and and get going at what we were good at, and get that good feeling back of the winning. I often find it unfair to compare all Ireland's, but. Like seven was new, seven was different, seven you were on an upward curve, but 10, of course, you've gone through a couple of rocky years as well. Like how do those two successes compare? To be honest, um, 2010 was, it was a fantastic win. Even though it wasn't our first, it nearly felt like our first in a way because we, had, we hadn't we had won in a couple of years. So it was like, it was nearly like a first of a new year, even though it would have been a lot of the same players would have been on that that same team but it was it was special because I suppose we knew what to expect but still there was still that excitement there when we won 
And he continued it on to a fantastic league success in 2011. And then he got back to another All-Ireland final against Galway. Uh, this one was probably a test of your resilience and determination because certainly Galway put it up to you more in 2011 as well. And you really had to dig, dig, dig in to stay in the match, dare I say, first and foremost, before getting the job done. Yes, um, the intermediates had played before us and, and thankfully they had won their match. So while we were watching, I suppose, the end of their game in the dressing room, there was kind of, we knew we had to had to win our game too. Well, we knew that from the start and we knew the Galway Warden's going to make it one bit easy for us. Um, and it was real tit for tat. And I suppose it kind of, I'm, I remember thinking at one stage, there could have been 10 minutes to go and just kind of having a little bit of doubt for a couple of minutes to say, God, this mightn't actually really work out for us. But we we dug deep and we got over the line and it was a, it was a fantastic win. And especially the fact that the intermediates had won before, before us, that we got the double on the day. For yourself personally, Catherine, it must have been one of the sweetest out of the four because you, it was look, wasn't looking good that you were going to make that final for a while after getting a sprained ankle in the semi. Yes, yeah, I, I went over on my ankle badly in the in the All-Ireland semi-final and um, I suppose the first thing that sprung to my mind that day was that I was going to get to play in the All-Ireland and I was absolutely gutted, but I um, got, got a good bit of treatment on it, the cryotherapy and I got um, Paul Harrington, the physio, did a lot of work on it in fairness and I just had it well strapped up and I was just hoping I would have been able to... to First of all, I suppose, to start and then second of all, to even to to play the whole game. I have a funny feeling, Catherine, nothing was going to stop you getting on the pitch that day, sprained ankle or no sprained ankle. No, exactly, exactly. There was there was too much, too much um, hard work and 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 pain gone through that year to to let it let a um an ankle, a, a, a ligament to to stop me. So um yeah, no, definitely um it was great, um, great work from Paul to help me get us ready for the All-Ireland. After that thing, Catherine, 2012, like I suppose you were just in your groove at this stage. Now things were going right. And of course, uh, you're going to another All-Ireland final, which I think it's safe to say was probably as a team, your best performance out of the, the four games. But of course, you're up against the Cork side. Nothing can be taken for granted. Was there much thinking about the three in a row during that year? Not, not really. Look, to be honest, it was kind of a, a phrase that was thrown around, and especially by the media. But and the fact that um, we had stopped Cork winning the train row in two thousand and seven, and it was like as if they were going to take revenge on us. But like as I said, like we were, we were, we were on that kind of wave, and we were um, after winning the two previous all Ireland, so we didn't dwell too much on it. To be honest. The girls, we we wanted to win more learns than just the, than the trainer role, but so we weren't really focusing on just uh, getting the trainer role, but it um it was just getting an all Ireland win again and getting that just that um excitement and that feeling again of winning. I'm sure if I sat down did one of these interviews with Claire Shine, she'd tell me all about you very, very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> because you certainly laid down a marker with these young Cork players, even if you had to carry a yellow card for the rest of the game. Yeah, it, it, um, well, I, I, did, I didn't think I'd get a yellow card as quickly, but I, I did remember the night before, my boyfriend at the time, who was my husband, saying to me, whatever happens, don't let them come running through. So as it happened, I could see... 
poor Claire running through. And I was like, if I let her in, it's definitely goal and we're on the back foot. So I, I like to think that she charged into me, but I, there's a be- beggar's belief in my head being different. <laughs> I got the yellow card anyway, but yeah. So it came, it came quite quickly. I think it could have been, could have been less than 30 seconds. So it could have been the quickest yellow card given. I think it was 16 seconds down the oh, official oh <laughs> <laughs> But as a fullback, then, how does that play in your mind the rest of the game? Because no doubt you're always very vulnerable, especially the position that you play. Yeah, I suppose. Look, to be honest, I didn't dwell too much on it. Cause look, it, it didn't. I try not to dwell too much on it or not. It would have affected my game. I just kind of put it back. It was kind of just one of those things. It, it can happen. And I just kind of wanted to kind of kind of continue. Now I was going to have my handfuls keep a clean sheet when I was marking Breach Corkery on the day. So yeah, no, luckily I didn't see the red. So it was a it was a close one. Uh, certainly Claire Shine was staying away from me after that, didn't <laughs> But you kept Breach Corkery quite too, which was an achievement in itself. All Ireland <laughs> won three in a row. Wexford celebrating the the good times. It looked like they're going to continue rolling on. And then you make the decision to retire. Yeah, to be honest, I kind of um, look. To be honest, I I I got so much enjoyment out of Camogie, but just just a part of me just wasn't fully enjoying it like anymore. Even though I got so many great achievements out of it and so many friendships out of it, and I still have those friendships to this day, which is one fantastic thing about sport. But I just made the decision that I just wanted to step back from it. It was like when you're playing County Camogie, it's it's your life. That comes number one and family is num- number two. Whereas I just kind of decided I had, I suppose, after all the years, I, I'd like to kind of take a step back from it, I suppose, to start in, in enjoying other things in life. It's the perfect way to go out, winning three All-Ireland titles. But even now, as we look back, is there ever any regrets about it? Or even now, are you happy... And uh, that you made the right decision at the time to go out and on top? No, I, I definitely, I've no, definitely no regrets. Um, I suppose the only regret I would have is that, unfortunately, the girls weren't able to push on and win more Ireland's. But as it happened in 2012, there was a few of us that kind of retired and then some went travelling. So it was kind of, a, it was one of those years, like it was, there, there was a lot of commitment and hard work being put in over the, the previous years. And I suppose some girls just wanted to break from it and sort of been traveling and some just girls like myself just kind of said just wanted to put a, um, an end to it and start enjoying other things in life but yeah oh, it was a glory it was a glorious area for that Wexford team as well from 07 to 12 so many memories given like you know and as you said there yourself sometimes you have to make a decision that's right for yourself personally too and of course there's no better way of going out like you go on a few more years and it could get harder and all that and uh, it is a perfect way to sign off did you know at the All-Ireland final that you were going to finish up or was that a decision that you made a month or two later? I suppose kind of it was a little bit of me maybe thought about throughout the year that this could possibly be my last year but then I kind of I didn't really kind of think it wasn't really till I suppose the All Ireland was over and a few months had passed that I kind of, you know, I just made I sat down and kind of had I suppose a, a conversation with myself and I just made a decision. It was a very difficult decision to make. I'm, I remember ringing up the, the management and and um, telling them and 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 
it was I was even crying nearly telling the management because it was like you're breaking up like with someone close to you because we're like a, a, a close-knit family that camogie circle so like when you're kind of stepping away from it it was it was it was something hard to do but I kind of I had made my decision and I I've no regrets but yeah and it was definitely a hard decision to do What's your abiding memory looking back playing for Wexford? I suppose there would have been many heartbreaks um, when we were kind of competing with like Tipperary when we used to be competing against Tipperary and and, um, and they beaten us nearly every year and we kind of saying, God, will we ever? And it used to be the same, it used to be on the bus on the way home next year, will it next year? Do you know, so like people think God, we were lucky we had a lot of success, but believe me, we had many years of um, heartbreak too before that, which I suppose kind of makes the years of winning sweeter because we knew what it was like to to lose out on it and to believe that we were good enough to win and but not just actually even get to get, even get over the, the into the final, you know. So no definitely there'd be I've fantastic and fun memories of Wexford and, and they'll they'll never leave, I, I don't think. And especially when when we get the opportunity to meet up with my teammates, we'd have always have great stories to tell and, and laugh. So it's it's it it it's um I'm delighted to be part of that particular Wexford group that were so successful. Many memories shared as well and great to join them too. And I'm glad you, you, you made that point there at the end, just even though we touched it earlier on, that there was a journey to get there. It wasn't all of a sudden that it all clicked in in 07. You had to really like, you know, cut your teeth for a few years to get up there. Before we, we finish up, um, Catherine, club very, very quickly, because you're still playing a bit of club or definitely you're, you were a couple of years ago anyway, if you're not still playing. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm. I'm not currently playing at the minute, but um, the door is always open. There's, I might go back to a bit of junior B next year, but um, you know, no, I was I was playing up on, until um, last year, right, and, and enjoying it because it was just, I suppose, um, just I suppose when you kind of get older, older, you don't. Um, you don't take the pressure as much. You kind of just take things into your stride. So I suppose that's that comes with experience too. So I was really enjoying the, um, the club, the club um, career after the county. It was it was nice. Even though I haven't had a chance to talk fully about club, and of course you started off with Monaghan Bull of Vogue, uh, there was county success in 2018. Intermediate county success with Buffers Alley if I'm correct and no doubt that was another sweet victory as well and uh, will rank up there I suppose with some of your All-Ireland wins Oh it was nice um, it was lovely to 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 win with with Buffers Alley and, and, and to win the intermediate is always kind of a, a hard level to, to win to get up to the, the senior level no, it was definitely, and I was only kind of I suppose relatively new to the club and in fairness to the Buffers Alley they, they um Welcome me with open arms. So it was nice to win a, um, a medal and a, a cup alongside the, the, my new teammates. And to get the opportunity to be out there playing senior camogie, even, uh, even dare I say, the twilight of your career. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it definitely, um, um, I suppose you got to um, play, um, express yourself and kind of just enjoy it, you know, and not have a, that... That I suppose when you're playing county, people like give you expect you to be able to do do everything. But like when you're at club level, it's kind of you can just be yourself and do what you can do. 
Catherine, I hope we get another opportunity down the line again, maybe to do more about club as well. But thanks a million for uh, joining us here in the Fair Green. It was a great opportunity to look back on your career from starting off all the way to those All-Ireland successes back at the turn of the decade. Of course, we're not finished with you yet. There's a bit of business to do before we wrap up. And that's because Catherine now is going to name her Fantastic Four. Uh, in a moment, I'm going to ask Catherine to name the best two players she's played with. That can be club, county, college, Catherine, whichever criteria you decide yourself. And the best two players that you have played against. So, Catherine, when you're ready, it's time to name the best player that you played with and why. Um, I suppose the, the first person I pick out would be um, a lady called Avis Nolan. I played, she's a former teammate of mine in Monagir Boulevard, and I also played alongside her in uh, on the county team. Avis would have, I suppose, started off, um, would have been full back on the county team when I kind of emerged onto the onto the senior county team and then um, I actually got as it happened and I was kind of moved into her full back position you took she, her jersey didn't you I, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say but it's then I, I did feel guilty today that the, I think it was Dan Quigley one trend put me in full back and then after that I, I was stuck in full back and one day for one of the matches I um, I was starting full back and, and, and Avis wasn't and, and the guilt especially when you were kind of younger and, was, and Avis is someone I would have looked up to she was a fantastic player but yeah no I would have got as I say um, great inspiration from Avis because she was and I was lucky enough then to win an All-Ireland in 2007 alongside Avis which is which is great after playing alongside her for so many years with club and county was fullback a boy's position you enjoyed playing or wanted to play or is it just kind of that's where you ended up when you were happy to play there? To be honest, when I was first, I suppose, put in fullback, I have to admit, I didn't like it. <laughs> I, there was a lot of pressure. You know, if you missed the ball, it was kind of like your kind of last line of defence. But then I suppose, like everything, after years of, I suppose, um, experience and all and confidence, your confidence grew every match you went out to play and every training session. So um, eventually I kind of grew into into loving it and kind of you were able to kind of, you know, how to read the game from that position. So, but in saying that, like when I, at club level, I got to play centre back and that was always nice because it was just a different, um, you had a little bit more freedom. You could, I suppose, attack more or you could, you could do a lot more um, defending or whatever. But with the full back you were, you were kind of, you were there and you were stuck to your player and your aim of the game was to not let them in. Avis Nolan from Wexford, the first pick for Catherine Lachlan. Catherine, the second player you played with and why? I suppose the next player I want to look at, I've played alongside fantastic players with Wexford, especially in the the, the backs, like there would have been Deirdre Codd and Nolan Lambert and Claire O'Connor and Karen Atkinson and Mags and Goal. And even Kate Nanya, Kate Kelly Nanya Cod and Una Lacey and Katrina Park and many, many fantastic players in that particular era that we were talking about there earlier and Ursula. But um, I suppose I can't I can't pass Mary Lacey in fairness. She's a, a fantastic player. And I suppose the fact that she's played in front of me, she played in front of me for so many years with between UCD and Wexford at the centre back position. She just I think we kind of we played well together. She, we we could read each other's play, and she was um, always there to 
getting to the, the deep end to help out whenever there was um, pressure on. So she was a, a fantastic. You were a formidable alliance as well at three and six on those Wexford teams. So we have Ava Nolan and Mary Lacey. Catherine, it's now time to move to the players that you played against. The best player you played against and why? I suppose that the, the, the first one that would really stick to my mind would have been, I suppose, when I would have been beginning on the, the senior team, um, I would have been quite young and I would have been up against the Tipperary teams that we were talking about that would have always been to the fore. And Deirdre Hughes would have been just a, a, like, I would have been, I suppose, in awe of her. And then I suppose I'd had, and then the fact that I had to go marker then was a kind of a, an extra pressure. But I like, to be honest, you could go, you could go, 59 minutes and do a fantastic job on Deirdre and next minute she go and get a goal and you, it was just she was just one of those one of those players hence why she was on the team of the millennium I think so you know she was and it was just a, um, it was an honour to be able to play against up against her Do you feel yourself improving when you go up against players of that quality as well like Deirdre Hughes would be one of the first that you would have taken on as well and a great person to really test exactly what you have in the county level but do you notice your own personal improvement game by game as you go up against some of these great full forwards? Oh definitely like to be honest the the, the harder the player you play against I suppose and and how well you do you pitch yourself at how well you do against that player the more confidence you get so the fact that like it would have been up against Mark and one of the greatest and as I say you could do well for 30 minutes or you could do well for even say 59 minutes and she she could just then turn around and within the space of a couple of minutes and get a few goals but you know always put yourself on kind of one of those great players and to see where you are and you'd always want to improve every game you go out you want to improve on. Well, Catherine, we have Avis Nolan from Wexford, Mary Lacey from Wexford and Deirdre Hughes from Tipperary. It is time to complete your Fantastic Four, the second player you played against and why? Um, I suppose we look at it, Cork would have been kind of one of the, the teams to be there in the, in the latter years of my career. Um, and I suppose in, in it's hard to surpass the 2012 All-Ireland and when I would have actually been up directly against her, which would have been Bridge Corkery. I suppose I, it was kind of the other years she would have been kind of around midfield or kind of I would have, wouldn't have had that much kind of, I suppose, um, interference with her. But um, as in the, uh, 2012 then, I suppose she was more up in the full forward line. So we would have many, many tackles and... and um, but I have a great admiration for Breed. She's won a lot in, in Gaelic football and in Camogie. So she's um, a fantastic player also. And she was last week's guest on the Fair Green as well. Also available in sportsstars.ie in a fitting way to wrap up the show. Catherine, again, I'd like to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You're a fantastic four one more time. Avis Nolan from Wexford, Mary Lacey from Wexford, Deirdre Hughes from Tipperary and Breach Corkery from Cork. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Great looking back in the golden years, especially from 2007 to 2012. I'm Darren Kelly. This was the Fair Green. One last time, I'd like to thank our special guest this week, Catherine O'Loughlin from Wexford. Thanks, Darren. Thanks a million.